0: Doing something new here um, on the podcast. Um, so once a week there will be these things. I'm saying once a week. I'm hoping I can find time to do these once a week. Um, I should be able to. And that is, there will now be like in case you missed it or something like that on the podcast. Um, just 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 in case people aren't scrolling all the way down to find the 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 archives of the podcast. So. That's what I'm going to do here. Uh, this episode you're listening to, this is not the first episode of the podcast. This is actually the second episode, but this is the first interview I ever did in my life for the podcast. and It is Dustin Wayne. He is from the Wayne Hoskins Band. And I remember, I'm very grateful for Dustin Wayne, and I have him on a few times. I've had him on a couple of times, excuse me, um, for this reason because... I remember this was my first show, my first interview, <laughs> and the equipment just stopped and froze in the middle of the podcast. And instead of me, uh, not freaking out, but kind of slowing the 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 interview down, like like I would do now if something like that was to happen, and not get all the important stuff. Um, I kind of just stopped in the middle. I was like, "Hey, look, dude, my stuff is froze. I can't get doing anything. We need to reschedule." And the guy said, "No, that's cool, man. Hey, look, I, I do this stuff all the time. It's technology, computers. It happens. It's the internet. It's equipment. It's technology. Crap happens." And he said, "Look, I'll write it out with you, man. Whenever you get it up, let me know." And we were just small talking and. I soon got it fixed, and this is kind of where the podcast just kind of where the equipment started working again, and I just picked up from there. So I upped the audio a little bit because I didn't know how to do it back then. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I didn't know how to do a dang thing back then. And for some reason, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want this to be the first podcast episode, and so I just made this a second. I don't know what any difference of that was. Um, But here you go, the very first interview I did in the second episode of the podcast. This is Dustin Wayne. Also, before the podcast starts, when I play music, I did not have a synchronizer like I do now to play music, so it is very terrible audio of the music. (laughs) Just want to let you guys know, come back on here, I stopped recording, I was like, no, I need to, I forgot about the audio of the music being terrible, so... This is just to let you guys know how far that I've come, let myself know how far I've come, and show you that waiting and patience and success, well, not really success, but sure, success will come your way because you will learn, and you learn by failing, and this is one of those failing type of episodes and you learn along the way. So, like I said, here we go, Dustin Wayne. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: it's hodgepodge time. Uh, the uh, breaking here is written specifically for my wife. Um, and then there's other songs that were just like if I if I get the inspiration to write, I can sit down and write a song 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, 20 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, but sitting, there, a lot of them do have some interior experiences, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm the type that struggles to write a song that is explicit about what I'm trying to say, you know, mm-hmm. like, if I, I have a hard time writing and being explicit, I guess, so I'm trying to figure out how to say that. I, I believe in writing with a little bit more symbology, mm-hmm. so they can take the song and turn it into what they want it to be mm-hmm. a little bit, where they hear different things in it. But it's funny because I look back on certain songs that I wrote five years ago, six, seven years ago, and at that point I didn't think they were about anything specific Mm -hmm. um, as far as my life. But man, when I look back, that song Mm nails how I was feeling and what I was going through at that time. Um, So it's just some interesting things, you know, as far as that goes. But yeah, I just sit down and write.
2: Sometimes it works and sometimes it some doesn't. Yeah. Um, now, the music nowadays, of course, you you probably listen to all the genres. Um, and and of course, you're you're, you're a, kind of a rock star if you want to if you want to put it that way. Um, so 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 you get, of course, you all everybody gets hate. And how how do you how, how do you take the hate? Because I have a theory of. Of what I would tell the haters if they were hating. Go 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 ahead. Uh, how
1: do I take a hater? How do I deal with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't you know, I
2: well,
1: I, I kinda of have to I kind of have to laugh it off. It's not because I'm laughing off like, you know, I'm the man uh, and you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like I I'm pretty I feel like somebody yeah. disagree. I'm I'm a really pretty humble guy, like I'm lucky with everything that we've done, everything we've accomplished. We're lucky. and mm-hmm. In fact, we kind of have this thing that when, you know, when one on 5 the Eagles comes to us and says, hey, we want you to open some Randy House, or we
2: mm-hmm. look at
1: each other, and, they, you know, we go, S-sharp. they think that we know what we're doing. We don't have no idea what we're doing. Well, you
2: must you know? be doing something right.
1: Well, and we try, but yeah. I mean, but when I get somebody that doesn't, I, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I get it, because, There's certain music out there that I don't get, I don't understand, or I don't like. Um, Where I do struggle is with as much heart and time and energy as we as a band put into it and the sacrifices that all of our families make because we're either on the road or we're in the studio till four in the morning for, Mm -hmm. you know, three months at a time, where they treat it like. childish like oh that's cute you're in a band when are you gonna grow up like yeah. i do struggle with that you know um but for the most part i get it i get it somebody says man i hate of music i'm like hey good for you and no, I heard that. you know i mm-hmm. i think i haven't had anybody really talk to me and say hey your music's crap i've never had that um, um not necessarily i'm sure it's happening but you know, like, I can't repeat everybody. And so, I, I realize who I am and where I stand
2: mm-hmm. and that I'm lucky enough to be in the place that I'm at. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when somebody hates
1: or whatever, quote-unquote, hates, it doesn't bother me because I'm farther along than I ever thought I ever, ever, ever would be. And we're not anything. We're just, you mm-hmm. know, plugging along. Yeah, But it's, you know...
2: Yeah, so it does not really bother me. Yeah, and see Thank this, this is how I would take the hate. I would be like, uh-huh. okay, you have no say so in my life, and you have, and there's always haters that are like, okay, this this music right here is not country, it's not pop. Okay, and and my response would be, okay, who puts you in the spot to say what's country and what's not? Like, right. And, and, it just, and it's kind of like they'll follow you on Twitter or they'll follow me on Twitter. We'll both get hate. And I'm like, so, you took the time out of your life to follow me and then come around and bash me. Didn't you follow me? Did, you know what I mean? No, yeah, exactly. In fact, I have an opinion.
1: Um, I, I had some people that were kind of giving me a hard time as to why I haven't released the album yet. But, you know, what was mm-hmm. I doing and how, what was I wasting my time on? And and I, and I kind of, in the back of my head, and I would never say this out loud, although I am right now, um, it's kind of like, what have you created? Yeah. What have you risked? That, what have you gone out and done? What challenges have you taken upon yourself? Yeah. If you're sitting at home and watching TV mm-hmm. every night and you're giving me a hard time about me busting my ass on something,
2: yeah.
1: what have you done?
2: Mm-hmm. Don't, don't
1: stand there and sit there on the couch and make fun of me. Yeah. Get up and
2: do something yourself, you know. That's that's yeah. exactly right. That's, that's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. I have a song here. Um, I think it's on the Wayne Hoskins band album. I think that may be your first album. It's called Something Better. Will you talk about that real quick while I play a little bit yes. of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um that that song was written, uh Davy and uh, Davey, my Davy, my three tonight, and actually my brother-in-law
1: played, and he's my brother in law by my wife uh
2: brother mm-hmm. we wrote that song holy crap 2007 wow 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 and, yeah it's, it's one of my favorite
0: songs lyrically in fact it's funny we brought it to the band and we played it that night mm-hmm. and um, i almost made up the lyrics there as we were playing
1: it we didn't really have lyrics for it so i made up all those lyrics in the, in the course of playing the song twice and we kept those lyrics
0: <laughs> so you kind
2: of just made it up as you went. <laughs> yeah, but I knew where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. I knew that
1: I wanted it to be a song. And in fact, Glenn Phillips from Till to let is one of my greatest inspirations. And, uh, um, he has a, uh, I'm, not, I'm trying to remember the name of the song, um, a song on um, his Unlucky 7 album. And mm-hmm. it's inspired, uh, something that is inspired by that song. And it's about a man who knows he's not worthy of of uh, the woman that he's with, even though she's begging him to stay, mm-hmm. he knows that there's something better for her out there. Um, and no matter what he does, he's never going to be able to give her what she wants. And she's she's unable to see that. So he's leaving her. That's essentially
2: what the song's about. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. But how long have you actually been at this musician-wise, like wanting to make it big, wanting to make it onto the big stage? How, how long have you been working on it? Well, so I lived in, I started
1: playing the guitar out
2: of high school, screwing around, and I mm-hmm. just dinked around, and um, I moved to Colorado. I lived in uh,
1: um, north of Denver, mm-hmm. um, and, and that was like 2001 to 2005-ish, so I moved back to Salt Lake, and uh, the band was actually somewhat organized. There was a different bass player and different drummer, and they, uh, they, lost their lead singer, so they asked me to step in. And that was November 2005. Well, he had an amazing voice. He the mm-hmm. a huge range. And I don't have a huge range, so we had to rewrite or write music for me. Um, so that was 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we never really took it serious. We were, to say we were amateur is uh, an overstatement. <laughs> we weren't even <laughs> amateurs. We weren't in that good. And... Uh, I would say 2008, when we found um, Carl, the mm-hmm. bass player, and Eric, my drummer, is when we started to get serious. And then in 2009, Rockfish Records found us. And that's when we got serious about it. We upgraded all of our equipment. We started really trying to write. And uh, um, and we really tried to chase some things. We had Showtime and HBO looking at... Um, I'll be right here. And uh, actually,
0: something better was one of the songs that they were looking at. If mm-hmm. um, they never picked it up, but um, so I, that's what I would say. Two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand nine mm-hmm. is what
2: I was, and even now I haven't struggled to call myself a musician. I'm just some ass that strum the guitar, screens and the microphone. You know. Well, but, you guys are better than most of them out there. That, that's, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. We try not to soccer. We <laughs> <laughs> All right, this song right here. Um, this reminds me kind of the Goo Goo Dolls, as you said earlier. Um, it's cut titled yeah. April. Yes, yeah. I, I wrote that in April
1: 2008, right before we met Carl and Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that song is about a man who that is with Andy's at the end of this rope, trying mm-hmm. to convince a woman. You said you loved her and yeah. she just doesn't believe it anymore.
2: <laughs> Alright, you said you started around out of high school. Was there anything that you wanted to do other than to be to play music and write music and perform it. What What were you dead set yeah, I on doing? A, I was an artist. I,
1: I uh, sculpted, my um, watercolor and that kind of stuff, and pencil mm-hmm. and chalk and um, charcoal. That's That's what I kind of did in high school. That's what I enjoyed doing. And mm-hmm. but I always, I absolutely loved music. Loved music. I was, you know, I'm, again I'm in Bountiful, Utah, listening to a, a tribe called Quest and De La Soul and nobody and you know at my high school was 2400 people and there was mm-hmm. maybe 3 or 4 of us that were listening to that kind of stuff and so I was always searching for new music I joined the like blockbuster music when they were doing the free listening mm-hmm. you could go and scripts and you listen to them and I joined that and spent 3 or 4 hours that I could come up with like 20 of them yeah. and that's where I found
2: like um, John Hyatt and Lyle Lovett and uh, um, who else did I find no oh, man that Lyle uh, Lovett has a strong I, voice on that I guy love, I love Lyle oh yeah great stuff great stuff
1: yeah so yeah I mean art but I was directionless for the most part you know I was came out of high school and I had a scholarship to the University of Utah for a wow. leadership I was the student body president at wow. high school Ended up kind of pissing that away. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was a little directionless, you know. And then I ended up uh, getting married and started having kids and, yeah, just ended up in the steel industry and and so that's, and then, you know, that's what took me to Colorado and Mm -hmm. when I moved back I got sucked into the music scene, so it's been good. This is my a lot of my Musician friends are surprised because this is the only band I've ever been in. This is the only band I've ever been in. And a lot of them bounce back and forth from band to band to band, or they start a new one, or they, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think that's a lot of our success is just sticking together. We've been together for nine years now. Mm Is
2: that right?
1: Nine years, yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, I see here on your, your feed on YouTube and Spotify, as I'm looking at it now, you did a Chris Drever cover. Steel and Stone, Blackwater. That song right there, man. Oh my goodness. That'll put you in a spot. If if, if that makes Uh any sense. And and, and
1: nobody, I, I love, there's a lot of Irish folk he mm-hmm. got like two cables on the guitar and I don't quite understand still what he's doing um, <laughs> but I kind of figured it out and I played it and I recorded it and threw it up on YouTube. Well he hadn't liked it and said cool rendition I kind of fangirl
0: over that. You know? Yeah, so, who wouldn't? Nobody's ever heard of him. Nobody's ever, you
1: know, nobody knows who Chris ever is but unless you're in Ireland. You know, but True. It's good stuff, really good stuff.
2: Yeah. Really good stuff. So out of all, so you've had what? Three, four albums, counting the EPs? Yeah,
1: I would say we technically had... uh, You know, because really even the Blackbird album, which was our first one, only had, I think it had eight songs on it. Mm -hmm. And two of them weren't even supposed to go on it. It was just going to be five songs, maybe three. I can't remember. Um, So that one, it's kind of crossed between an album and an EP, Breaking Here's an EP, And then uh, the Red Building is a compilation of Blackbird and Breaking Here and then two other songs.
0: So I would almost even dare say that Washington Boulevard, we're about to release, is
1: kind of our very first full-length album. Um, It's not a compilation, you know?
2: Yeah. Um. So out of all the albums that you have done, which is your favorite and why? (laughs) Um.
1: I would have to say that this new one that we're releasing. Okay. Um It's the most honest. Um, some of the songs on it are your, your typical kind of uh, have fun drinking songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple of songs on it. Um, one of them is He's uh, I've Been Replaced mm-hmm. um, and L.A. Man. Um, which, by the way, as soon as I can, I can send them over to you. And uh, they should be up on Spotify pretty quick. But they're songs that I wrote that I never thought would go anywhere, would do anything. And um, from an artistic standpoint, I think it's our best. And from a songwriter standpoint, I think it's my best. And then from uh, just loving the songs themselves, I would say it's, it's my favorite so far. Um,
2: I do love the Fetchums. Mm-hmm. Fetchums. Honestly, that is probably my favorite of your guys' albums. Um, yeah. I've, out of all of them, I've listened to that probably three or four times that the most. It's just... Yeah. It's just it's, see, I'm a fan of like the slow, sad music. Uh, it's just... I don't know why. It's just, just, It's just how I am. And then there's only, like, I think, two up-to-beat songs, which is like a 1,000 Miles. And then um, yeah. there's another one on there I'm not really sure of it right now off the top yeah, of my damn head. It, probably damned forgiven That's it. That's it. Damned and forgiven. Those are... And then I was... listening to that album, like I said before, it was like a mixture of Counting Crows and Coldplay. And then I was just in shock because I, I, I had actually followed you and you followed me back on Twitter. And I looked at some of your music and then I asked you to be on this podcast. And then I was... The reason I asked you this because I was shocked. Because, I mean... It's just you don't find, you know, you don't find people like this that do the bands that will be, you know what I mean, willing to do something that doesn't, that hasn't really made it that far, just to give it a shot. Oh, yeah. And I do appreciate yeah. that. Oh, man.
1: Absolutely. You did me? I was, I was excited to get I was really excited about it. Really excited about it. Yeah, happy to.
2: So, like honor too. <laughs> like a, well, I don't know like about honor. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. You know? um, so, I've seen that you do a bu- I've, you've done a bunch of covers um, here. on your You have it on your YouTube channel. Um, what is your favorite cover that you've done? If you can answer it. Uh, Live, well, I would say I love doing... Uh,
1: I love doing Free Falling, Tom Petty's Free Falling.
2: Man, that um, is such a good song. Get to, you
1: get the cry, Everyone's streaming everyone's along.
2: It doesn't matter. Oh, like, yes. Everyone knows that song. So that's a fun one. We
1: also do uh, What's Up by Four Non Belongs. You know that
2: song? <laughs> and, yes, that's And cute. I can't
1: sing it. So if we slaughter it. We almost slaughter
2: it intentionally. We, uh-huh. make it, we play it like garbage
1: intentionally because it's fun, it's Yeah, fun yeah. And we never played the same. In fact, we've never played it in rehearsal. We, we've never rehearsed that song. It's always been on stage live in front of a crowd. And everyone streams that. And uh, But we've actually got two covers on the new album. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the bands I alluded to earlier is one of my big influences is Jack O'Pierce. Um yeah. uh, both out of Texas and out of Boston. Um, and they have a song called Free, it's off their uh, Bring On The Weather album, which came out, like, 93, mm-hmm. like, I think. So we've been playing that song since, uh, I've been playing that song since 2001, something like that, um, and that one's going on the album, and then another song called Age by James Carrington, and both of those two songs, Age, I'm actually very excited about going uh-huh. on the album, as far as a recorded cover. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love doing free falling and what's up right now, those two just everyone screams and everyone's yelling. It's
2: a lot of fun. We have a lot, of fun, a lot uh, of fun with it. So you speaking of your live, um do you have a set list or do you just kind of like just wing it kinda of like Michael Jackson? <laughs> we have a set list
1: for every show and we never stick to it. Ever. Ever. I I think maybe three or four times that we've ever actually played the set list as we had it written down. Um, and we, you know, you, you start with something that catches everyone's attention, you know, something upbeat like and going, and usually we start one or two songs in and also we look at each other and go, hey, let's play, uh, no, I don't know, let's play Take Me Out. All right, let's play Take Me Out. Or, let's do Books right now. Let's do some for Books. And we just try and Read the crowd, and and, you know, it's funny being an original band because 90% of what we do is original. So, Mm -hmm. if if we're somewhere, and you know how crowds can be, they want to hear something they know. And um, first, sometimes we'll be like, okay, nobody's responding to our own stuff, so we'll throw on a cover or two. And usually, second, stuff like Friends in Love Places or uh, Country Girls. Funny song, cause you know, don't tell it Brian but I'm not really a fan of the song. Um, All right, <laughs> yeah, I, I have this, I, I, I have this thing where I never ever want lyrics in front of me. Uh-huh. You know, like, it's tacky, in my opinion, to be sitting there reading something while you're playing. <laughs> so I tried really hard to memorize those lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving in the car listening to that song and just laughing, going, "What the hell am I doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: when we sing. <laughs> <laughs> but we do it, and we like, love playing it now. You know, it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. 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 See, um, I know somebody that uh, went to, I believe it was AC/DC, and they had, a, yeah. they, they had released their album Rock or Bust, and they only sang the album... They only sang the album. They never sang any of the hits. They only sang the songs from the album. And to me, that's you came to hear the hits. You know what I mean? That's kind of But with you guys, it's kind of you you know, you really haven't hit the big mark. I don't wanna be you know what I mean? Like you so you have to play you have to play some of yours and you have to mix it in with the covers. Because you haven't really had a big hit here. We try and,
1: uh, you know, we understand our plates, we understand about, you know, here in, in Salt Lake, we've, we've definitely garnered a name for ourselves and we've got a good following. We've got a good following all over the country. You know. mm-hmm. it's, it's better here. Um, and I think as far as an original band, what's the test is, for example, we played, um, I'm trying to remember who we were with, I want to say we were with Chase Bryant. And we were at a, a venue downtown Salt Lake called The Depot. There's probably 2,000 people there, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we played Damned and Forgiven for the first time. We'd never played it in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. And by the second chorus, cause it's an easy enough song, mm-hmm. uh, everyone was everyone was singing along. And that's where I kind of feel like we, we have something.
2: Yeah, we, yeah. We've, we they
1: we'll, hit the nail on the
2: head as it were, or whatever. And I believe you hit the nail on the head with this drive song. I mean, go, you yeah, know what I mean? I go, go, going from Accounting Crow slash Coldplay sounding to you know the country music nowadays. It's uh, don't get me wrong; yeah. it's actually the jam right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it is. it really is, and you know I think that song has a definite urban feel
2: oh yes um, keith urban brad paisley <laughs> people like that
1: yeah and so i think we 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 even though um we definitely
2: consider ourselves country now there's no mm. question about it but we haven't we always always we, we didn't sell out we bought in
1: mm. um, we are writing country music but we haven't gotten away from who we are and how and our sound um we're just tweaking it and really I don't think if you were to listen to our first few albums if you were to say change the way the kick sounds and throw change the way the guitar sounds mm-hmm. and then throw a fiddle over the top of it it's country we're not that far off yeah. you know um but country is so broad I mean you go all the way from bluegrass and artists to artists like Sergio Simpson and then you come all the way over to like Eric Church or or Keith Urban mm-hmm. Um, and even like uh, Brothers Osborne, which I love, oh, and they're more blues. Yes, you know they're more
2: blues rock. And the Brothers Osborne song "Ain't My Fault" is somewhere.
1: the jam. But yeah, man, they're they're. I love how laid back their music is. You know,
2: oh yeah. I mean, it's not slow. That's not what I mean to say by laid back, but I mean just they just don't give a crap with it. Yeah. And yeah. the long-haired guy, the dude that plays guitar on um, their song um, "Stella Longer," he did like an eleven-minute guitar solo with that thing. Uh, I know, and it's it's incredible. In fact, I was talking to a
1: friend here a couple months ago, and I was like, "That that guitar solo, that yes. solo right there is is shows me that he's not cookie cutter country. Yeah. They're not, and nor are they going to sell out to that. They're just going to they're jam, they're jam country they the good stuff."
2: And, stuff. and there, and there is some singers out there, not just in the country world, but they're just there to have fun and play their music. But there's others that they, if they don't have a hit, then they're just not going to sing anymore. Right, right. And you know, I think country music and
1: pop music, and really, uh, I hate saying this, but a lot of the stuff on the radio as a whole is mm-hmm. just. Cookie cutter sometimes. I mean, rarely nowadays does an artist even write like their own music. Um, so, I, like, I look at Derek Church
2: and Brad Paisley and uh, Keith Urban, mm-hmm. and I have respect for them because they're writing their own music. Yes. Um, guys, guys, I really like, I know
1: a lot of the broken you guys don't like me for this, but I really like Sam Hunt. I think he's got
2: a great sound. No, he's you, a great writer. Let but me tell I, you something about Sam know. Hunt for a second there now we didn't love what he did when he came out right he was talking in between the songs he was singing but we loved it because it was different people complain because we have nothing different but when we have something different they complain it's like you can't do anything different and you can't do anything you know like the other ones have been without people complaining so i would just you know if i was someone like that i would just do what I wanted to do. I wouldn't worry about, you know, the people nowadays, because you're going to have people that are just like that. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: and I've got a, a really, and I hate saying, I even hate because I'm not a pessimistic person, but I do think that sometimes a
0: lot of music listeners, and I'm going to, I shouldn't even say this out loud, need to be spoon fed, you know, I yeah, mean, they,
1: they want to hear what they Mm-hmm. they think they understand and that's why when an artist like Jason Isbell comes out you'll never ever ever hear Jason Isbell and I'm sure you will but on the radio yeah. he's not a radio artist and it's funny the band Perry after they won uh, uh, Artist of the Year or something like that at CMAs two or three years ago <clears throat> came off the stage and they were interviewing them and they said if there was um, well first I think they said tell me uh, what's What's the music that you guys are listening to right now? All of them, the entire band, all their backup people, all of them said Jason Isbell's Southeastern album. Mm-hmm. And then it what's one song that you guys wish you had written? All of them said Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. And I I was, Jason Isbell's Southeastern album changed my life. Um, and that is an artist's album. You know, mm-hmm. it's a musician's album, but the first per- standard person that listens to the radio day in and day out, which is fine, it's awesome, because I listen to radio day in and day out, um, doesn't understand that. They don't they don't hear what I hear, mm-hmm. and that's fine, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I really you. like, something yeah. different. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the, I need four lines on the, the verse, I need Four lines in a chorus, and a four lines in the second
0: verse, Mm -hmm.
1: four lines in a chorus. Uh, I need a 12-second guitar solo, and then the chorus out.
2: Yeah. And these elements in it,
1: otherwise
2: they don't like it. Yeah. You know? So, out of all the albums of any genre that you have ever heard, which... Uh, Give me three that have really changed your perspective on the music.
1: Easily, Jason Isbell's
2: Southeastern, mm-hmm. that album all by itself, including the way it was mastered, because um, it's
1: quieter than most of the other albums. If you were to play that back-to-back with other CDs
2: or, you know, and on, it's not as fun if I I've never you know, heard that album, that honestly. I have it's never... The a there. Oh, really? I'll, I'll have to write um, it down and go look yeah. at it. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a little bit quieter.
1: Um uh, Tom Petty's Wildflowers Which was recorded
0: in uh, uh, Sound City in LA That studio's no longer around mm-hmm.
1: um, Was amazing to me I think that's his best album um, mm-hmm. Again, some of those songs on that You'll never ever hear on the radio because they're, they're slower, they're a little more Intellectual, which is Not Tom Petty's style normally mm-hmm. um, uh, Glenn Phillips' album Um uh, uh, Winter Paints for Summer mm-hmm. um, I guess He's the Reason I even play music um, um, that one Jackal Pierce's Bringing on the Weather that mm-hmm. one changed my life as well um, you know those are my some of my top five, four, five, and i count "Girls Crows August and everything
2: after Yeah, I think those five might be for me the greatest albums of all time yeah I'm going to give you my quick um, albums real quick. I'm not trying to make this all about me, but I'm just trying to fill the vibe with you. Um, number one, always, my favorite album of all time, of any genre, would have to be Continuum by John Mayer. Um, oh, yeah. He recorded oh, that in 2006 yeah. in his basement, and he will never make an album that is better than Continuum, in my opinion. Right. Right. There's honesty in that album. Oh, my goodness, honesty. yes. And the song Stop This Train off that album, that is, oh my goodness, that'll hit you hard. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you got Elvis Presley. Everybody's a fan of Elvis. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, I'm going to last few questions here. Um, I don't want to keep it too long. Um, Have you ever wrote a song and you have thought, okay, this isn't for me, and you've tried to, I don't know, publish it, like get a publishing deal, and then sell it to another artist. Have you ever thought about it, if you haven't tried it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. A publishing deal is kind of a dream. Um, I've, I've, I've never sold a song. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to sell, so anyone listening, I'm happy to sell any of my songs. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I would say there's kind of two parts to that question. The first one is, have I ever written a song? And I kind of went, eh, eh, no, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, take, take me out. Um, it's funny. I was listening to Radiohead and I sat down and wrote that song. It sounds nothing like Radiohead at all, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my radiohead. <laughs> and, um, and I got, I wrote the first verse in the chorus and I played it for my wife and I said, and I got done, I looked at her and said, I hate it. I hate, I hate it. It's the cheesiest, dorkiest song I've ever written. She goes, oh my gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> so I, like, I drive it all the way through finishing writing it. And then I brought it to the band and the band loved it. And I was like, shit, all right, okay, we'll play it. <laughs> now I really like the song, but, yeah. um, I have had a couple of artists over the years who have,
2: uh, Maybe not recorded any of my stuff, but they've had it on hold. Yeah, they could play it
1: live, or yeah, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Or just said, can I, can I play that, or if, if I want to ever record it, can I? And I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, we talked, Carl and I talk about Drive a lot, the song Drive. Then
2: mm-hmm. um, if Kenny
1: Chesney was to pick that song up, it would go number one. If Keith Urban was to pick that song up, it would go number one. Um, and so we've we've talked to um, I've talked to a number of friends I've got a, a few associates in Nashville um, and I won't name drop on you but they uh, have listened to it and, mm-hmm. and somewhat looking for a place for it because um, I, I just want to do this for a living I just want to be able to keep writing and mm-hmm. playing and if candy if Chastain reports on my son it's not only would i kind of freak out be excited about it, um, but number two, it would pay the bills and allow me to keep doing what
2: I'm doing. You know? mm-hmm. but- now, when I listened to Drive, I thought about my favorite country singer in the nowadays, which would probably have to be Justin Moore. Right. I could see, because he he's went to a slight change. He's went to the bro country now, and and I think this yeah. song right here would make a good fit for him. So Justin, if you're listening, you got a new album coming out, get drive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um so how does it work if okay. Would you prefer see now I would prefer having albums kind of like I'm, I don't want to go back to John Mayer, but I, I will go back to John Mayer because he's one of the recent ones to do this. His newest album, yeah. the, uh, "The Search for Everything," he released it in four waves. Like so, each yeah. month you would get four songs, and then you would have time to really enjoy and embellish those four songs instead of having to listen to you know fifteen or sixteen at a time and only getting to you know feed on three or four. So Honestly, I think that the LPs or the 12, 13 tracks on an album should have died last year and and should still be dead, you know? Completely
1: agree with you, and I I completely agree with you. And Yes, we are releasing an 11-song LP. We are. Mm
2: -hmm. But I completely agree with you. Um, A few years back, we were going to
1: record an album, and what we were going to do was... uh, we were, we were going to record the entire album all at once, mm-hmm. but we were going to release one song as 12 songs. We were going to release one song a month with a music video associated with it. Um, so that you have one month. And I still think it's a great idea and we could still do it with, even though the album's been released, but just something more where it's single. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I love that. Um, I'm trying to remember the gentleman's uh, that he released each one I think had four maybe five songs out, but one was called Spring mm-hmm. Midsummer, Summer and Autumn and then Winter mm-hmm. and those he released those and I loved it I liked it yeah because um, you were looking forward to the next one yeah. you know
2: end on this question right here what is your out of the songs that's on radio right now let's do country music since you're a country artist um what is your favorite song that's on the radio right now
1: um God, that's tough. yeah I know uh, there's so many good ones yeah there is I, I'm actually really a fan of Brett Young's
0: stuff oh um, I love his voice yes um great guy too we, we
2: played
1: with him back in uh January or February. Super cool, super chill.
2: Um, um, uh, let's see. But I, that Brothers Osborne song—it's a good one. That's—I that's, mean, it's still on the radio. Ain't my fault. Uh, I wish this. What's that? Is it "Ain't My Fault" by the Brothers Osborne? Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yep. Yep. I love that song. Th- that, um, yeah. If that's not a number one, then I'm gonna riot. Absolutely.
1: Their songs—you just know you hear should be number one or going
2: to be that's kind of like um, uh, Brett Young's right now um, in case you didn't know that yeah, that is going to be at least song a song. three week number one has to be it, And really, that's a song that
1: will stand the test of time and I think when you say that you like slower music because I'm I put all my buddies to sleep when they listen to my, my Spotify playlist they, <laughs> they fall right asleep um, but those are the songs that last You know
2: Oh yeah
1: um, Watermelon Crawl Is not going to last it, 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 You know It's funny to talk about
2: but It's kind of already I mean, died off I mean, <laughs> it, It's been dead for years Yeah. It's so funny
1: to joke about That's the only reason yeah. so what um, But the slow Meaningful Sincere Songs Have longevity to them And those are the songs that I love And I think
2: uh, In case you didn't know By breaking I mean, That would probably be my answer that song right now now i would have i would have to go between that one and um hurricane by luke combs those two are probably the ones that are hitting it so far right now man luke combs man he's got such a great sound oh my gosh Uh, yes he has a um he's got an album coming out called this one's for you but he also released uh, um ep called this one's for you and I'm kind of upset about it because on on the EP, he had a song called Used to You. And uh-huh. it's about how his father was, he passed away and then he can't used to get him getting gone, but he can get used to, you know, the truck staying in the driveway and him not being at the church. Right. And to me, that was like a strong song and not to put it on your debut album. You know, he may not hurt yeah. for it, but I would, you know, that would, that would be, the one I would put on an album If I was to put one on there Well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier I mean, they
1: probably sat down and listened to it And said, okay, which one of these is going to be shit mm-hmm. what, what, the, what is the listening audience going to be attracted to? And and I, and I haven't heard that song But it um, sounds like it's more of that sensitive A little more intellectual type song mm-hmm. A little more heart that are
0: going to pop on the radio, or they're top
1: songs that you know, right, right. Everyone right. wants to jump up and down to, you know. Well, that's,
2: which is unfortunate. Too bad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yep. All right. This has been Dustin Wayne from the Wayne Hoskins band. Get his new album, or coming out. His new albums coming out, and he you can get a single now called Drive. And I appreciate you being here, Dustin. It's been a good, um, it's been a good talk. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch here. Boom.